tonight, the final score welcomes former Ohio State University, Houston Oiler, and Tennessee Titan wide receiver, Mr. Chris Sanders. That's next on the final score. All right, guys, you know how big of a football fan I am, and uh, let me tell you this, I, I try, my goal is to get at least one player from each NFL team, and I think I've hit my first on another team tonight, I've got a Tennessee Titan slash Houston Oilers, yeah, that's right, he was drafted by the Houston Oilers, and he played in one of the top five, what I consider top five Super Bowls of all time. With me tonight is former Ohio, the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm gonna say it. Just, that's right. I'm gonna say it just like they say it on on TV. The Ohio State uh, and yes, and former Houston Oilers slash Tennessee Titan wide receiver, Mr. Chris Sanders. Welcome to the show, Mr. Sanders. Man, how you doing, man? Appreciate you having me on there. I mean, you got it right, the Ohio State University, man. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to say that before, but that you know. Uh, yeah, I it. thank you, so, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to do this. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome, man. I mean, anytime you get on to talk about football and talk about the Ohio State University and talk about the Titans, man, it's a pleasure, man. Right. So thank you for having me. Man, no problem. Look, so you grew up in Denver, Colorado. Growing up, were you a football fan, and who did you pull for? Uh, actually, I was. A, it, this is a cool story. I, I I grew up watching John Elway and. Oh, yeah. You know, the Three Amigos, all all those guys. Um, Vance Johnson, all, all those guys. I watched them from the Denver Broncos. And one of one of the guys that I look up to was John Elway. Right. And in 1995, as a rookie, I actually played against him. Oh, wow. So that was kind of a cool story, yeah. So, you know, I grew up watching him. I still remember when they played against the Cleveland Browns. The draft. He had that 99-yard drive to go to the Super Bowl. So, you know, I remember that. I, I remember cheering, being in my... Uh, my room as a kid, as an eighth grader, watching John Elway make that 99-yard drive, and then in 1995, I actually played against him and had one of my best games. That's something. That's a good. That's a cool story. So, what other sports you play besides football? I know you did some you did a little bit of track and field. I, I, I've, I've did my research. Yeah, yeah, I did. I ran track at Ohio State, and then one of the one of the cool things that I had a blessing to do is I broke Jesse Owens' long jump record in 1992. Indoors, so that's one record that I cherish that I hope nobody ever breaks because it means so much to me to uh, actually uh, be the legend. So, so in, in high school, when did you know football was going to be what took you to the next level? Was it football that you thought was going to take it to you to the next level, yeah. or was it track and field? Uh, it, it was it was football. I mean, it was something that I loved. I played as a little leaguer. I played, you know, ever since I could have a football in my hand and. You know, uh, I just love playing the game. I love playing it and, and just enjoy just the, the thrill of it, the thrill of making a 60-yard touchdown or a 60-yard catch or, or hit somebody, coming down in to hit somebody. I just really, really enjoy it. You know, and, and I talked to uh, several of the uh, football players that at, I interview, and I, I only play to the high school level. But there's something different about football than, and no offense to any of the other sports. There's something different about football, the camaraderie. I can tell you right now, uh, and it's been what I'm 47 now. 
I could tell you every play uh, uh, in high school just about it. If you pull a game out, I can tell you every play that's getting ready to happen right now. Just something different about football that you enjoy. So what was one of those memories from high school at, at one of the football games in high school that you would like to go back and play over again? If there's just one that sticks uh, out in your head. Yes, it is. It was my, my uh, I think it was my senior year of high school. We were playing this team called Thomas Jefferson. And we were down by, um, I think we were down by eight. And uh, we're in the huddle and coach calls timeout. And he, he we do a flea flicker. And I know not a flea flicker. We catch the ball. I catch the ball 10 yards. Then I pitch it back to the running back coming out of the backfield. And as he was telling this play, we're looking at the huddle like, Coach, what are you talking about? We've never, ever, <laughs> we, we never, ever even practiced it. He said, okay, you just go, you catch it, you flip it to the running back. And it worked. <laughs> I caught it with a guy named Mark Cruz. He catched the ball, touchdown. But then we go for two and we lose. But, man, it was one of those memories that I wish I could have that game back. Right, right. So what schools besides Ohio State were recruiting you? What were the other schools that were really in the mix that you were considering? Actually, Arizona State, and that was one team that I, I, I one college that I actually was going to pick because I got recruited more defensive back than I did wide receiver, so they were going to let me go both ways. Okay. So, uh, so I went there, but then I went to Ohio State. And I took my first, uh, my first visit at Ohio State, and I loved it. And then I just declined all the other visits and went to Ohio State. So, what was your first impressions when you got on Ohio State's campus? Oh, man, it was, it was off the chain. I mean, just a big campus, a lot of people who love football. But I'm going to tell you a funny story to where, you know, when I got there, there was a, I went out to a place, uh, I went out to like a little uh, little club or whatever. I know it's kind of goofy just before I, before I went to Knucklehead. But um, <laughs> there was this one young lady that liked me, and she said, what are you here for? I said, you know, I'm getting recruited, you know, to come down to Ohio State. Well, she said, you need to come because you're going to be my boyfriend when you get there. So that's one of the reasons why I went to Ohio State, and then when I got to the campus, she wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> they so, got you on that one. They got me on that one. So it was funny, but it was, I'm glad that I went to Ohio State because just so much tradition. You know, Woody Hayes. And, oh, yeah. You know, John Cooper. You know, you know, um, you know uh, Eddie George, you know, Orlando Pace. Just, just so much rich tradition that I've been. I'm glad that I was a part of that, that institution. What was it like playing for Coach Cooper? Man, it was good. I mean, we, we had some talent on that team. The, team, the only problem was we couldn't set that team up north. And, and I can't even say that team Michigan. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he's a record with 84%. And uh, we won some great games. We, you know, we had some good times. And, you know, he was one of those coaches that demanded you get it done. You know, and, and you just love a coach like that. What was it like coming out the first time in Ohio Stadium? You know, you you got you got ninety thousand plus in Ohio Stadium. Oh what was it like coming out for that first time as a Ohio State player? Uh, man, it was crazy, man. It, it felt like you were in a dream. You know, like when you when you're in a dream, you're kind of going like slow motion. That's how I felt. And uh, the, the first game I went out was uh, we were playing Louisville. Yeah. And I looked up in the stands. I was like, man, where the heck am I at? <laughs> I mean, you just saw sea of red and. You just saw people going crazy, and you just showed that, you know, in Ohio, they love Ohio State Buckeyes. So it was one of those surreal moments that you really, really appreciate. Yeah, and, and you guys get the win that day. You go out against Louisville 20-19. to 19. That year, yeah. you were a three-year starter. And we're going to talk – I want to talk about a, a player that you pretty much – as talented as you were, you kept this guy who was a great wide receiver, went on to have a great yeah. – 
great career to pros and sadly is no longer with us. You kept Terry Glenn as yeah. a second stringer. Uh, what was it like playing with Terry Glenn? Man, uh, Terry Glenn was, was, a, was a great athlete, man. And I'm going to tell you something. His kid walked on and didn't earn a scholarship. But once I saw him play, I said, man, this dude's going to be something special. Right. You know, we just had a lot of st- a lot of studs. And uh, the st- and, and the star at the time, we had me, Joe Galloway, Buster Tillman, uh, Demetrius Stanley. We had a lot of receivers, so we just didn't get on the field. But here's the crazy part. My senior year, me, Joey Galloway, Terry Glenn, Demetrius Stanley, we were all on the field at the same time. We just was a, you know, a running team. If we made a passing team, we could have been one of the most explosive teams to ever be at Ohio State. Definitely. With that, with that time, that's another one I was going to bring up. Uh, Joey Galloway. What was it like playing with him? Man, I'm going to tell you something. That's probably one of the best athletes I've ever been around. I mean, just watching how he runs his route, how explosive he was. He was under 4-3. And probably one of the strongest receivers I've ever been around. And I remember one time we were in the gym, and uh, we put four fifteen on, and he threw it up twice. And he threw it Good up. Gosh. He said, what I need to do this for and I'm like, man, dude, you just did 415. Like, what do I need to do this for? And then he threw it up there. And then he would put 315 on his back and lunge. I'm like, this dude, man. I mean, just an unbelievable athlete, unbelievable you know, football player. And I'm just glad that I was his roommate for five years. Talk a little bit about what it was like playing in the Big Ten. I mean, you had some great teams back then in the Big Ten. Yeah. What was it like playing in the Big Ten? Because it was pretty much a battle each and every game. Yeah, it was. I mean, that was back in the day when Illinois was good and Indiana was good, and you know, Penn State when they won a national championship, they were good. Yeah. So it was it was very competitive. I mean, I know people kind of look down on the Big Ten and say we can't play anybody, but that's not true. We got some great talent that came out of there. So you know, it, it, it was a great conference. And and of course, we got to talk about that big rivalry with with Michigan. Playing in that rivalry for, you know, you were a three-year starter. Playing it, what was it like playing in that rivalry? How intense was that rivalry? I know it still is today. Man, it was crazy. I mean, you better put on every shoulder pad, every knee pad, because you're going to get hit. You know, I remember one time, I think I, think I was a junior or a sophomore. We were playing him, and I ran a post, and Shante people hit me so hard <laughs> that my mouth got flew on the track. Oh, and I'm like, man, what, what am I doing here? I mean, I, I, I'm, I was going to actually go to him and apologize to him. I'm like, man, I'm sorry. Because he hit me that hard. <laughs> you, you guys, and one of the few times that I can remember, uh, 92, you guys ended up tying Michigan 13-13. to 13. Uh, no, 13 to 13, yeah. I mean, how, that's, crazy. That, that, that's crazy to think about. that you know. But back in the day, you know, colleges didn't play the overtime stuff. But I, yeah, I know it's crazy. Yeah, I, I just can't imagine a game like that with that kind of rivalry going to a tie nowadays. It, it would be it would be really crazy. So you get to your was go ahead. Oh, uh, you go ahead. you get to your first bowl game. How crazy was that week in the Citrus Bowl against Georgia? Oh my gosh, it was really crazy. I mean, just first of all, love all the gifts that we got. So that was really excited <laughs> about that. That's number one. But just being on that stage and seeing some great players from Georgia, man, it was oh, just yeah. unbelievable. Man. You know how they, they laid the red carpet out for us and, you know, the events that we had and, you know, and uh, all the gear that we had. It was just, you know, it's those experiences that made college football so well and so fun because we got to do a lot of things that a lot of people, you know, didn't have a chance. So it was outstanding. Yeah, that Georgia team that had the backfield of Garrison Hurst, yeah. Terrell oh, Davis, Max Strong. 
I mean, just right. so much talent in that backfield. So, 93, did you feel like you guys had something special going on for 93? We did. I mean, we did. We had definitely won a Big Ten championship call with Wisconsin, right? Yeah, yep. 10-1-1. Yeah, I mean, we one. did. I mean, yeah, you could, yeah, we lost our team to Michigan. That was crazy. We, uh, we just had a lot of talent. And, and, and when you have a lot of talent and people buy in, then you're going to win some ball games. I mean, we had a bundle of talent. And that year, that's something I knew that we were going to have something special because the way that we worked, the way we prepared, and, you know, the way that everybody bought in. So that's why that year was so special. And another tie, a tie with Wisconsin. That just kills me right there. Because that was that was pretty much a big difference in the championship. You beat you beat Wisconsin, even losing that last game to Mission. You you went, you still you went you got sole possession of the Big Ten. That's Crazy. just. I mean, it's always fun. I got to blame somebody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, was, it was it was one of those crazy games. But hey, you know, we we won the Big Ten championship. Yeah. What was it like playing with Eddie George? You mentioned him earlier. What was it like playing with Eddie George? Yeah. Man, Eddie, Eddie George is probably one of the, the uh, hardest working guys that I, I, I have ever been around. I watched him in college. And here, here, here's one of the stories that I love. Is in, I think it was in 1992, I can't remember. We were playing in Illinois, and he fumbled three times. And he came back to the dorm room, and he was crying. I mean, he just cried and, like, wanted to give up, and the media was killing him. And I looked at him, and I don't really mean it when I said it. I'm like, man, just quit all that crying. You're going to win the Heisman one day. Don't even worry. <laughs> Two years later, man, that joker wins the Heisman. So to watch him mature as a runner and watch him overcome adversity and, and watch him work, man, this dude is probably, I'm telling you, man, he would, we would do three days, and he'll go and lift again and then do yoga on top of that. So to watch him prepare, to watch how he worked and the things that he did, man, it was, it was incredible. Yeah, he was an incredible. Going on to a great NFL career yeah, as well. Uh, now, I can't let you get out of this year. What happened, or what do you feel like happened in that loss to Michigan? Because you guys are number five in the nation. Uh, you, all you got to do is win to clinch the Big Ten, go to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Michigan's unranked, and – Tyrone Wheatley just runs all over you guys, Man. and it's a yeah. twenty-eight to nothing beat. What, what 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 do you think went wrong that day? You know what they they just jumped on us, and you know when you play your rivalry team, yeah. anything can happen. Exactly. So we were playing them, and they had the momentum, and they they were destined to beat us. And I looked at that game, and I'm like, "Man, what the heck happened?" We looked up, it was twenty-one to nothing, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "What the heck is going on?" So they had the momentum, they came out fire, and and uh, they, they did it. I mean, Tyrone Weaver was killing us, so, you know, take my hat off to them. Yeah, and I know you – I can't imagine this disappointment. You guys go on to the Holiday Bowl, get a win over a BYU team, 28-21. You come back for your senior year, and you talk about – let's talk a little bit about your track and field because you guys – I mean, yeah. you, 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 like you said, oh, you man. talked about the, the record with Jesse Owens. Talk a little bit about that uh, – Talk, talk a little bit about that track and field team then. Man, we had a squad. We had a couple of football players that ran like Butter Bonote and Robert Smith. That 1990. Robert Smith, was yes. <laughs> special, my goodness. And this is, this is how crazy it was. That we, had, we had four or five guys on that team that were ranked in the world. I mean, our, our Chris Nellums, you know, Butter Bonote, Otis Winston, um, Robert Smith, you know, and we had a couple of hurdles. Our four by our four by one was ranked, I think number two or three in the world, 
And then our four by four team was ranked number one in the world at that time. Oh wow! Then I was ranked in indoors. I was ranked number three in the world in long jump. Chris Nellums, he was ranked like number four or five in the two hundred. And it was just a crazy season. And then when you go to the nationals, you have to qualify. You try to qualify as many guys as you want to. Like Arkansas, they're, they're qualifying like forty about forty guys. We qualified five guys, and we're leaving the, the we're leaving the track meet. And they said in second place, Ohio State. We're like, what? What? How in the world would five guys take second at the NCAA championships with five guys? That's how. That's how. How, how crazy it was. I mean, I'll never forget that that uh, that, uh, that, uh, that track team. I mean, it, it's so wild because those five guys that I named, I, mean, I think maybe seven of them, all of us need to be in the, the uh, Ohio State track and field Hall of Fame because we we took a team that before that. Won one Big Ten championship before us, and that was when Jesse Owens was alive. We won three. Wow! And I mean, you go on to be named not just in trackville, not just in football, the Ohio State Athlete of the Year across all sports in 1994, which is uh, got to be a great honor I, for I, you. I didn't even find out for the next year. <laughs> so let, let's talk a bit. Talk a little bit about the 94 seed. Some of your teammates on that team. I mean, did you talk about being loaded with talent? You guys were loaded with talent. Uh, I guess it was a sign of yeah. things to come at Ohio State. Orlando Pace. What was it like playing with Man. Orlando Pace? Man, probably one of the best offensive line I've seen. You know, I, if he didn't go pro in uh, football, he would have went pro in basketball because he was that nimble on his feet. <laughs> You know, real quiet guy, but you look up and he's driving somebody 10 yards down the field and giving it, and pancaking him. You know, and Corey Stringer and, and, and just, and, and actually yeah. Mike Vrabel and, and Finkus was on that team. Yeah, I was getting ready to bring up Vrabel. Vrabel uh, and Finkel were on that team. I mean, we just had some dudes that, that grinded every day. When you have dudes that grind every day, you're going you're gonna to put yourself in a position to win. And, and another guy that was on that defense that I always liked, uh, he got, went on to have a, a pretty good pro career with Sean Springs. I always liked his his athleticism. He he was a great player at Ohio State. So senior year, you finally get a win over Michigan. What was it? Uh, what was your feelings like? What was the locker room like? You guys would get a twenty-two to six win over Michigan. Michigan ranked fifteenth at the time. Did you feel like that was kind of retribution? Like it was, you know, we go out as a winner over Michigan. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean that that game was physical and just. You know, the fans were crazy at the game. I mean, they all rushed the field, and they're trying to take my helmet and take Joey Galloway's <laughs> jersey. And they, they broke down the goalposts and, and, and uh, carried it around the campus. I mean, it was bananas, man. And you understood what it meant for them to beat Michigan. And when we beat Michigan, that whole city went with bananas. I mean, and that's what it's all about. And, you know, that, that's the game that everybody was talking about. And we, we did it for the, you know, first time in my career. Yeah, it had to be satisfying to get at least one of them. Then you guys go to the Citrus Bowl and take on Alabama. Alabama was uh, ends up twelve and one that year. With uh, yeah, they had some great players on the team. You guys drop a close one. You realize your yeah. your career at Ohio State's over. What was it like when you got in that locker room and say, you know, this is it. This is the last time I play at Ohio State. You know, it's funny because you know Joy Galloway is a guy that doesn't show emotion. And after that game, he sat in his locker room and he was still saying, like, man, this is over. Mm. And you don't really think that it'll never end when you're in the midst of it. But when we realized that our career is over at Ohio State, I mean, reality set in that we'll never do this again until we get to the next 
level. So it, it was a surreal moment, but it was a it was a time to where like, man, I would love to do this all over again. What what were some of your favorite memories at Ohio State? Man, just just the way we worked out in the summertime and, and the, the fun things that we did with the relationship that I had with, with all my football players. Man, we grinded, we had fun, we went to bowl games and you know, we had a group of guys that actually loved each other and that's what made it so fun to play for the Ohio University. Yeah, so the NFL draft comes along. What team, were you hearing from any teams that, that were going to take you? Uh, were, were they saying they were going to take you earlier than what did what you actually got picked in the third round? Yeah, I thought Washington was going to take me second round. That's what I thought because they didn't seem to show much interest. But come to find out, the team that didn't say anything was the team that picked me. That was Houston Oilers. And you know, the general manager, Floyd Reese, was like, you know, we're we're trying to hide him because he's, he's the guy that we're targeting after the fact. So, you know, it was really, really cool. But when I got picked for the Oilers, I was very, really excited. Yeah, who made that call to you? Was it Floyd Reese that made the call to you? Yeah, no, it was Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher, the coach, okay. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, yeah. first impressions when you got to Houston? Man, it, it, they love football. They love your blue <laughs> and, you know, uh, all those, all that tradition, like uh, Haywood Jeffries and the Webster Slaughter. And, uh, Drew know, Hill. Yeah, Billy Washington Johnson, all, 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 that, all that, man, was you know, you're about to be a part of something. And, you know, I came in, you know, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, and just went in there and just tried to go in there and make some plays for my team. What did you, you feel like playing for Jeff Fisher? He was a good coach, man. He's a player's coach. And, you know, you really want to play for a coach that actually played the game. He played for the Bears, like good Bears defense. And uh, when you have a coach that, that uh, plays football, he understands the players. And when you have a coach that understands the players, yeah, you got to play at two of the premier places at one time in, in, in college football and the NFL. Playing in the Astrodome, how was that? The House of Pain. It was hard, man. They had turf, man. Yes, yes. It was there, man, but that turf hurt now. I mean, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this any longer because I'm going to see how it's built. So it was awesome to play there, but just this tradition, like, you know, kind of what I alluded earlier. Now you get drafts. You get drafts the third round, sixty-seventh pick. But there's a guy that went in the first round that ended up being making a, a a little bit of impact with the Orioles and the Titans. Uh, first round pick, Steve McNair. What was it like playing with a quarterback like Steve McNair? Man, athletic man. Just watching him come in and just the energy that he brought to the team. He was a quiet guy. He really didn't say any say anything. But when he got on the field, it just electrified. I mean, once he got the starting role and he took. Yeah, you just knew it was a matter of time. I watched him when it, the buzz started about him his senior year at Alcorn State. You knew just watching him then. I was like, you know, this guy is going to be something special. And he, he did not let it down, let me down. Uh, okay. Gosh, no. Okay, I got to ask you uh, this. Your first game coming out as a Houston Oilers, what was that like for you? Well, it was crazy. You know, I think we're playing the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, Cleveland Browns. And I think I had two catches for 90 yards. And it was crazy. And, uh, you know, it was because, you know, I, I didn't know I didn't know if I was going to play a lot because I was the third receiver coming in. And then, uh, you know, once I got in there, I got two for 90. You know, like, okay, this, this dude means business. And then the next game I started. So, you know, uh, 
it was awesome, man. It was really, really a moment I'll never forget. Yeah, you you had a pretty pretty uh pretty solid rookie year. What you finish with nine touchdowns in your rookie year? Yeah, nine touchdowns. It was average twenty three point five. Yeah, I mean you talk about Claypool. Claypool now, they're talking about how great a rookie year. I think he had 10 or 11 touchdowns altogether. Yeah. So I think that was a pretty solid uh, rookie year for you. Now, you played in the I old you played in the old AFC Central. What Ooh. what did you feel like your biggest rival was back then in the old AFC man. Central? Man, it was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, man. <laughs> uh, every time I played Pittsburgh, man, it was, you better put your helmet on. You better make sure you have your, your, a lot of air in your helmet. You better... Have a mouth guard, a, a backup mouth guard. You better have your elbow. I mean, you are going to get smacked, and that's exactly what happened, man. Every time, every time I played them, I got hurt. So, mm, yeah, you went up against some guys: Greg Lloyd, Rod Woodson, Cornell Lake, Darren Perry. Man. Yeah, you had you had some guys that uh that could could hit out there. Um, man, they're dogs. You mentioned a little bit earlier about Haywood Jeffries. What was it like playing in that? Uh, wide receiver rotation with Haywood Jeffries? Oh, man, he was a funny dude, man. He, he, uh, he was funny in the meeting rooms. He was funny on the field. And he would tell you what route he was running and catching and then laugh at you. I mean, just watch how he worked and, you know, watch how he uh, he did things. I mean, he's a professional, and I love working with him. Yeah. How hard for you was the transition from college to the pros? Did you run into I mean, that rookie was, wall? No, not not really. Uh, I mean, it's, receiver's a little different from quarterback. Receiver, you can get away with it because all you got to do is coverage it. and understand what they're doing. And you don't master the technique that you mastered in college. So it wasn't really a transition because all I had to do was know if it was it was closed or open. And when I say closed or open, if it's two safeties or one high, and that's it. Yeah. So your 96th season comes around, your, your second uh-huh. year – you get reunited with your Ohio State team. What was you feeling like when you saw Eddie George get picked by the Oilers? Man, it, it was cool, man. And, you know, first of all, he tried to come in and act kind of cool. I'm like, man, quick, bring the real Eddie back. And once, <laughs> once, he, and once I got past that, you know, it was good. That's my dude. But I'm so glad that we drafted him because he's a pillar of his organization, man. So I'm so glad that we got him. Yeah, I can remember you guys got my Steelers that year uh, at uh, – this was, this was that you all were playing at the Astrodome, and you got my Steelers twenty-three to thirteen that year. I remember watching oh, yeah. it, and Eddie George had a big game at that. Now, oh, yeah. what what was it like playing there? Though there, there was all this talk about relocating to Tennessee, and it got pushed up a year. What was it like for you guys as players when the fans found out that you guys were leaving, and, they, and attendance started dropping off? Stuff just started, you know, the, the radio shows stopped covering games. What was it like? How frustrating was that for you you guys as players? It, it really didn't matter to me because I was just having to be playing. We could have played in somebody's backyard. It didn't matter. <laughs> so the transition from moving from here to, to Tennessee, it was it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I was just just having to be playing. And uh, you know, we, we were in the meeting room one day and it's like, okay guys, you guys need to go down to Tennessee and go find a house because we're relocating. It was like what? All right, mm. then we just went down there. It wasn't too bad. So, you know, it's something that, that we had to do, and we, and we just went and did it. You know, people talk this year about the the old Redskins just being called the Washington football team. But one of the, Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I, you know, and I've, I've had some discussions, I'll put it that way, with some people about it's not it's not just like you can go out there and call, well, we're going to call ourselves this, but 
Uh, yeah, that you know, and, and just like I told one of my Redskins buddies, I said, well, if just being called a football team gets y'all to the playoffs for the first time in forever, then y'all just need to call right. yourself the football team from now on. But uh, right, right, right. One of the strangest, it was always strange to me, and I know, you know, stuff was in the works. They had to, they had got it pushed up a year. But being called the Tennessee Oilers was kind of strange for me. But it just didn't didn't look right. But uh, you guys play your first game, home game, at, what was this, at the Liberty Bowl against the yeah, Raiders. That was, that was kind of strange for you guys to go out and play at the Liberty Bowl, a home game at the Liberty Bowl, I'm sure, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, just kind of like I said before, you know, it didn't matter. It was yeah. strange a little bit. I think the strangest moment is when the last game and they knew we were leaving, it was all Pittsburgh fans and they booed us. That was strange. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was strange. That, that was strange. But, you know, we handled it well. We just, we had fun on the plane and, you know, you, you just love just playing football. So we could have played in somebody's backyard or the last game. It didn't matter. Well, obviously, the the move to Tennessee went well for you guys. Uh, you end up playing. I think you played at Vanderbilt for a year till till you got uh, your actual stadium ready. But you got you get another. Uh, the pieces are coming together for the Titans, and you guys drafted real well. Ever I guess since you got drafted in '95, you guys put some weapons out there. And one of the weapons you got was another guy, another wide receiver picked in the first round in in 98, Kevin Dyson, who goes on to have a great yeah. career with you guys. What was it like playing with Kevin Dyson? Man, Kevin Dyson was good, man. He went to Utah and uh, just a big physical receiver. And one thing I love about him is he was a team player. You know, even though he got drafted, you know, first round, if he didn't catch any balls in the game and I caught some, he wasn't the guy that demanded the ball. He just wanted to be a part of the team. And, and having him and being, him and being a part of that Music City Miracle you know, I'm so glad he's a part yeah. of the team. Yeah, another another guy that you picked up in '97 too, that that we we haven't talked about, uh, Derek Mason. You guys had oh, yeah. such an incredible receiving corps that you know such an underrated receiving corps at the time because people were like, well, who are these guys? But you guys were making plays, and I mean, just worked together so well. And, I mean, we were. I mean, and there's no selfishness in the room. You know, we we all just wanted to win. So Mason caught two and I caught one, or Dyson caught five and I caught three. Nobody cared. We just cared about being on the field. So when you have guys like that, then you're destined to do some great things. So you guys finished 98, 8 and 8, but not going into the 99 season. I know I asked you about that uh, 94 season at Ohio State, but did you guys feel like y'all had a, a, a team that could go to the Super Bowl coming into 99? Yeah. We, we, we did because it was something different about that team. Once we played Cincinnati that first game and we, we came back in one by one, we knew that we had something special. And then we ended up that year going 13-3. and three. So, you know, it was, it was really special. We knew we had something special. Well, you guys finally get your, your, your name, the Titans. You finally move into your own place, Adelphia Coliseum. I'm sure, you know, having that kind of certainty there and playing in, in, right. in your own stadium helped you play better. But we got to talk about and I remember sitting here watching this game, the wild card game or the first round game yeah, crazy. against Buffalo. First of all, Doug Flutie leaves Buffalo to to the playoffs, and then he's bent for for Rob Johnson like that week. I've never understood that call. I know it came from higher up than Wade Phillips, but never in my life did you guys feel like what are they doing over there with, when you heard this? We did. 
I mean, we did because we know that Johnson wasn't mobile and we know that Flutie was. So once we heard that, well, I mean, we knew we could do something. But that, that Buffalo Bills team was, team was really, really good. They were physical. They yeah. had Bruce Smith and all those guys. And, you know, we just we just came back in the last minute. We had the Music City Miracle. So it was one of those games that you'll never forget. When that Music City Miracle happens, of course, if, you, if you've been under a rock, haven't watched football uh, for a while, it gets replayed about every year. Wachek throws the ball across the field to Kevin Dyson, runs for 75-yard touchdown, and that's the that's the game-winning touchdown. When they were doing the replay, did you guys did it? Did, was it like, oh gosh, hey, they're going to turn they're going to turn this around? They're going to they're going to overturn it? Did you guys ever feel like that? No, uh, you know, we didn't know what to expect. I mean, we're just sitting there. You can hear a pin drop, but once they announced it. I mean, it erupted. I mean, it was just, I it, can't I mean, imagine. It just gives you two about it. it. That place flat out erupted, man. I'm telling you. So it was really, really cool. So I'm glad that it happened, and it's, it's a moment that I'll never, never, ever forget. Then you guys take on the Colts, Peyton Manning in the second year. You guys hold them off 19 to 16, and then it's a matchup with a division rival. Jacksonville Jaguars, Mark Brunel and company, they're 14-2 and two coming in here, and you guys pretty much dominate Jacksonville, 33-14. to 14. House, yeah. I mean, hold on, hush, hush. How, I mean, did you, you guys just force six turnovers, get a safety, and you go on to to win the AFC Championship at Jacksonville. It's only a shame you guys didn't win in Tennessee, but at Jacksonville, what was it like after that game, knowing we're going to the Super Bowl? Man, it was bananas. I mean, it was bananas. We uh, went to uh, uh, they we we had a a little little thing at the at the stadium, and they they said everybody's name, and it came out. I mean, the city was on fire, man. I mean, just to, you know, see Bruce Matthews and Bud Adams hold up the AFC. Uh, AFC Championship Trophy. I mean, it, it just made it so special. So I'm so glad that that happened. Yeah, just a a storybook storybook season. Yeah. Then you guys go to the Super Bowl to take on the greatest show on turf, the the Rams, yeah. the St. Louis Rams with Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Tory Holt, and you guys. You guys get down. I can remember watching this, and I was like, you know, there. You guys held in the field goals until the second half. And then it was sixteen right. to nothing. I was like, "Well, man, you know, I don't know if they can do this." But you guys, I mean, Eddie George, two touchdowns. Then Aldo Greco, forty-three uh, yard field goal is tied. And and I watched. I was like, "This they could they might pull this off." But Isaac Bruce catches a touchdown pass from Kurt Warner, and then the drive that almost happened. And I mean, what was your feelings like on that drive? On that last drive? Man, it was it was uh, it was surreal. I mean, I, I looked in the stands and everybody was standing up, and you know everybody was um, you know on their feet. And I'm in the huddle, and they call the plays, and I'm like, man, this is bananas. But it just shows you, you know, that our team always had fight. I mean, that's how our whole season was. We always yeah. had to come back and win, like against Baltimore, Cincinnati, and that was just the makeup of our team. So when you have the makeup of your team, you get in this situation. It's like riding a bike. We've been here before. So we're like, okay, let's go, let's get it started. Yeah, we're down sixteen to zero. Jeff Fisher made a speech. We came out, we came out on fire, and we played, and we almost put ourselves in position to win. I just remember uh, on the Super Bowl video when I think they had Jeff Fisher mic'd up, 
and he was talking to some of you guys on on the sidelines, talking about they're over there celebrating already. They think they've won already, and it seemed like after that, you guys charged back and and just uh, like I said, one of the top five Super Bowls of all time, one yard short uh, to, from tying or possibly taking the lead up. Talk a little bit about that Super Bowl week. We talked about the the College Bowl week, how crazy that was. How crazy was Super Bowl week? I mean, it, it was a little different because um, usually you have two weeks to, to enjoy the festivities, but that was the first time we. it was like the, the Super Bowl was right the next week. So we really couldn't enjoy it because we had to go down to – we had to fly down to Atlanta right. and, and practice because we played that, that next Sunday. But, man, it was unbelievable. I think the media day was bananas. There was about 3,000 cameras. <laughs> you know, in the stadium. I mean, it was unbelievable. And, I, and it's some of this experience that you just can't forget. Did you have any dumb questions asked by the media to you? No, no, it was just fun. I mean, I've, I've, heard, I've heard some of the dumb questions that they've had. I didn't know if you if you had one or not. But No, it was good. No, it was good. I mean, I had some, some places, that, some people that interviewed that I've never heard of, like from Russia and Canada and all that. Wow. But it was fun. <laughs> it was fun, though. You guys fall a little short, and I'm sure that was a big disappointment. But man, how athletic was Steve McNair on that last drive? He he, breaking breaking was. tackles he, and then making that big throw. Uh, you know, how athletic was he? That's awesome. I mean, he's just a fighter, man. I mean, that's how he's been all his life. He's going to do everything in his power to make make the play or make it happen, and it just shows you in his you know on that last drive that he's going to fight and and claw and scratch to, to get to where he needs to get in this. That's just kind of how it's going like this. So you, you guys go on to the next season, 2000, and probably one of the best teams that nobody talks about you guys had, and probably just because of that playoff loss. You guys go 13-3. and three. Your three losses were by a combined seven points. I mean, that's All incredible. Right. But i got to talk about another receiver that you guys picked up. And this is one of my one of my old Steelers. What was it like playing with Yancey Thickpin? Man, Yancey Thickpin was a great player. I mean, he was a technician in his route running, and you know, you just watch how he worked. And you're like, man, this dude is not fast at all, but he continuously gets open. <laughs> it's a great runner, a tough guy, making a big catch. And so, it was glad to have him in that receiver's room. Yeah, and then you guys go to the playoffs. You face the Ravens again, and in a game that you guys totally dominate. Total yards, you guys had 317 to 134. You had right. 23 first downs to six for the Ravens. Time of possession, 40-29 to 1931. But the difference in the game, a block field goal for a touchdown and then a Ray Lewis intercept for a touchdown. How disappointed yeah. were you guys? Because you, you guys were the first, I mean, you were ranked first. How, how disappointed were you guys after that loss to the Ravens who go on to win the Super Bowl? I mean, we we were we were uh, disappointed because we knew that we had a great team, and when you know that you have a great team and, and you beat thirteen and three again and you have home home field, home field advantage throughout, it's very disappointing. I mean, but you just got to lick your wounds and, and get back. We 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 were hurt, we were disappointed, but we just had to figure out a way to come back and work. So you go to the next year, which ends up being, I think, your last year. Uh, you go seven and nine. Uh, what what was it that made you retire? Was it an injury or something that that made you retire? Yeah, I hurt my back. Yeah, I hurt my back, and then I went to Cleveland, and I came back and retired as a Titan. So that was just kind of end of my career. So you, yeah, a back injury. You can't yeah. play around with a back, especially in the NFL. No, you can't. No. 
No, so, no, not at all. Favorite Tennessee Titan memory? Uh, the Music City Miracle. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that's just hit down. That, that play right there was probably the best play that I'll never, never forget. Never. Okay. Toughest, toughest opponent you went up against, whether it's NFL or college. Toughest defensive back? Uh, probably Pittsburgh. Oh, really? Pittsburgh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what you're doing now. Uh, actually, I work at an all-boys school, a high school, and I'm coaching football track and, you know, working in the council department. So I'm just, oh wow, uh, you know, yeah, doing a lot of that and doing a lot of speaking and stuff like that. So it, uh, it's going pretty good. That's great. That's great. I'm coaching. I do a little coaching. I've been coaching, volunteer coaching for 10 years now. And, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, we, we got a small, it's a small school. that It was where I went to school at, and uh, I've, I've been varsity and JV, and I, JV's, my JV's went undefeated this year, so we're, we're pretty, it, with this COVID thing, I was just shocked we made it through the whole year, but uh, yeah, yeah, we were able to do that, but look, I'm not going to take up any more of your time, I uh, appreciate you, man. yeah, I appreciate you yeah, taking the time to do this, uh, really enjoy talking to you, man, and uh, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome, man. You take care. All right, you take care too. Thank you, uh, guys. That's Chris Sanders. That's Chris Sanders on the final score.